Thank you for listening to Namat's Movie Reviews Podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. Théo Daguerre. Bonjour. Cet appel d'offres, vous pas trop effrayé Pas du tout. Pourquoi Quand même le leader mondial du jeu de société qui veut rénover son vieux manoir pour en faire un lieu dédié au plaisir du jeu, ça ne doit pas vous arriver tous les jours dans votre agence, je me trompe Bienvenue dans le manoir d'Aguerre. Bouge pas, sale garce Peut-être repasser, enfin, si vous êtes en, en pleine réunion de famille. Le vendredi chez les Daguerre, c'est... Manoir Party César Daguerre, enchanté. Vous avez 5 chances sur 6. Vous gagnez, vous avez l'appel d'offres. Vous fichez moi, C'est de l'humour. Bon, c'est l'humour de papa, mais c'est de l'humour Il est mort. Je viens de tuer César. Et je suis parmi vous. Si tu ne me démasques pas, tu meurs. Liste des suspects. Théo. Salomé. Joe. Léla. Armand. Hercule. Devrait jouer à trois jeux. Amusez-vous bien. Chaque jeu libérera un indice sur mon identité. Il y a un tueur fou dans la maison et vous, vous allez jouer à des jeux. Si tu joues pas, tu meurs. Je crois que ça existe, une famille normale. Vous, vous êtes juste la preuve vivante du contraire. Hein. Vous voulez pas jouer Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 448. Released in July 28 in Australian cinemas is Murder Party, a French crime comedy that stars Elise Paul as an architect who is thrust into a mystery involving the murder of a board game mogul of whose eccentric family are all suspects. Murder Party dazzles with its, with its sharp wit, vibrant colours and engaging story. And joining me now on the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is the director and co-writer of Murder Party, Nikola Pleskov. Nikola, I thank you so very much for your time today. Thank you for having me. So my first question is, you co-wrote this script with Elsa Marpo, who a lot of people yeah. know as the kind of like the creator of the Captain Marceau series, and she's a yeah. writer in her own right. How did you two get together to collaborate with this uh, screenplay that we have uh, in Murder Party? Yeah, uh, you know, Elsa is a, a friend of mine first, uh, first of all, and uh, besides, besides, she's um, she's one of the best uh, writer of uh, thrillers and polar in uh, and whodunits in France. You know, she's uh, very famous for having created, as you say, Captain Marlowe, which is a, a very famous polar TV show in France. She she also writes books and uh, very dark thrillers. And um, as I wanted to do uh, to to write a, a comedy thriller, I wanted to have someone you know who has uh, uh, as good in uh, the popular genre uh, as Captain Marlowe, and with the more um, auteur or dark genre, which is uh, the books she writes. So uh, for me, when we began writing the script, I was a young screenwriter. I wasn't capable to do. Uh, such a technique genre by myself so i asked her to to work with me and uh, uh that's how it happens but um 
the fact that she was my friend uh, was a really, really good point for working together, but it's not, sorry, <laughs> it's not because she was my friend that I wanted to work with her. It's because she was the best. When you work with someone like Elsa, and you said before you're a young screenwriter, what lessons do you learn in screenwriting that perhaps you didn't know before that you can take onto a future project? Yeah, I learned a lot about uh, structure, about the fact that, uh, you know, um, a screen, uh, a script is uh, is something more than, um, it's more, you know, um, a, gr- a great built house than a poem. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you learn that, uh, Screening, screening is uh, is a work. Screenwriting is a work. Screenwriting you needs to have um, a lot of disciplines to, and it doesn't, and it's not, a, um, it doesn't go against the fact that you create something, that you're an artist, but you have to be really disciplined. And she taught to me that uh, the genre cinema, because uh, Murder Party is a whodunit, is a very uh, coded genre. Uh, you have to know the rules for using it as and make your own stuff but first you have to know the rules to to, to twist them and she learned to me the um, i would say the um, yeah the discipline side of writing something that's really important in kind of like those whodunits is the setting and yeah. for your movie you have this beautiful manner that you that you, the, the film is setting the shots the interior shots is that inside the manor as well or is that something that's done outside in the studio somewhere uh, it's uh, half and half. Uh, we've been very lucky because I wanted, you know, to find a manner that could play as a big board game and uh, that would look uh, uh, really uh, artificial, really comic-y. You know, I went really, I really wanted um, the, the place to look like uh, you enter a comic book or a board game. Mm-hmm. And uh, we found this manner in the north of France, uh, which has, which had, I would say. 80% of what we were looking for, we were very lucky. So we, we shot, uh, in situ- we, we moved it a little, we, you know, we adjusted it with uh, uh, my set designer, but uh, most of uh, what you see has been shot there. And uh, there are um, three sets that we shot in studio, which are the rooms, the, the game rooms. Mm-hmm. And uh, one more, I think you know the one I think about, but I cannot tell it because it would be spoiling. Yes. So yeah, we, we've been very lucky to have, um, to find, Almost the dream place. When it comes to the, the house itself, or even the movie, the first thing that really strikes me is the use of colour. Blues, yeah. pinks, reds. Yeah. Was colour a motive that you always had in the screenplay or is that something that comes afterwards when you talk to your set designers and your cinematographer? Mm. Uh, I would say both. You know, When I wrote the script, I, I knew that I wanted the film to look like uh, a living board game. And in board game, you've got... Uh, I don't know how you say in English, in French, les pions. Uh, um... Pieces? Yes, the pieces. Characters? So, yeah. uh, yes, the characters. And in, in um, um, I, was, I always thought uh, the, the, the characters of the films as uh, characters for game. So I knew in my mind that it implies each one has a specific color. Mm-hmm. So I knew I wanted, but the, the specific color, we, I, I've been... Uh, uh, I, I, I knew I wanted Jeanne, my hero, to be dark blue because it's kind of a, a dark and a sober color. And the, her character at the beginning is, is a little, um, uh, she, she's a little, you know, she's very quiet and, and stressed and, and, and she's, um, she's dark. I wanted Theo to be in red because he, he represents the desire and, and the idea of passion, passion for her. And, um, but on the more, um, on a more uh, generic uh, scale, I wanted the film to be 
colored as if it was almost a cartoon, mm. uh, almost, uh, a, as I said, a board game. It was important for me to use the colors that, um, in them, the most uh, artificial way to make us enter an artificial world, a world uh, so far from the colors of reality that you, when you enter this place, you, you, you just tell yourself, okay, I'm in a game, everything is a, ga everything is a game, so I, everything is possible. And the use of, of colors in the films is mainly to say, everything is possible because we are not in a real world. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by 80s Tees. 80s Tees is an online retailer of licensed t-shirts and pop culture gear from your favorite movies, TV shows, cartoons, video games, comic books, and musicians. Celebrate your inner 80s nerd and click on the link in the show notes below to get the raddest retro t-shirts delivered to your door. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Founded in 2012, Loot Crate is the worldwide leader in fan subscription boxes. Loot Crate partners with industry leaders in entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture to deliver monthly themed crates, produce interactive experiences in digital content, and film original video productions. No matter what you geek out about, Loot Crate has a subscription box for you. To get your very own exclusive collectibles, apparel, and gear delivered to your door, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by TeePublic. TeePublic is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, TeePublic is sure to have something you love. Speaking of that world building, another thing that was really interesting is the mix of kind of like retro technology with new technology. Yeah. At yeah. first, when I was watching a film, I thought I was watching something that was set maybe in the 60s or early 70s. Yeah. But then when I saw people using cell phones, yeah. I was like, okay, this is this is definitely modern day. What was yeah. the idea in mixing those two different kind of like elements of technology yeah. uh, to create kind of like your own, as you said before, your own world? Is, it, is that same idea as the colour? You just want to make something that was on its own um, unique um, in, as a representation of this game? Yes, it's exactly what I wanted to do. You know, the, um, I wanted to create a world uh, which existed only in on its own. I wanted to, to because the script of the film is really crazy. What happens in the in the film is totally crazy and unbelievable. And, and um, I, for the, 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 the viewers to believe in uh, such um, uh, a baroque script, I had to create a world uh, that was adjusted to the craziness of the script and of the characters and of uh, the dialogues and of uh, all that happens in the film. So I wanted to, so I made this world like, um, uh, un, un, I don't know how we say in English, intemporel, you know, you, when you, you cut the period, um, timeless, timeless. Okay. Yeah. I, want, yeah, I wanted to make a timeless set just because um, it's, um, if the world in which we are was too precise or too um, too too close to reality, uh, we wouldn't believe that everything that happens in it is uh, is possible. If you if you arrive in in uh, this manner and you know and um, you're totally in a precise uh, time, uh, you know you film it uh, with a shaky cam, you don't have uh, additional lights, or and people play in a very naturalistic way. You wouldn't believe it. You would just say, I, I don't believe the story of, uh, you know, uh, uh, the giant murder party with a killer making people play games. I, I don't believe it. But 
if you uh, if you enter a manor which looks like a giant uh, um, a giant uh, board game with people playing really uh, in, an, in an exaggerated way with costumes really exaggerated too and with um, uh, a timeless mood you say okay I'm coming into something that is so far from me that everything is possible I like the idea of basing it around board game I love board games I have two sons um, aged yeah. 10 and 6 I won't let them play video games I just don't like them <laughs> yeah. there's something about it that really just kind of gets under their skin and becomes addictive what I like about yeah. board games is that it's a communal thing. We yeah. can sit around a board, yeah. we can play. They love playing versions of Monopoly, uh, Snakes and Ladders, things like this. Yeah. When it yeah. comes to you for board games, what does board games mean to you? Because I know in the movie, the character of Cesar, who's the, the patriarch, um, played mm-hmm. wonderfully by Eddie Mitchell, he talks about how board games to him is a thing about bringing families together and bringing people together. Yeah. Is that something that you kind of looked at as well. It's kind of interesting because in this case, you're bringing people together, but at the same time, you're kind of picking them apart as well, which is a very kind of interesting yes, uh, dynamic. Yes, yes exactly. Um, the fact is, the, the thing with board game, which I love, and uh, escape games, which which are for me, you know, the, the live version of board games today, uh, is that um, it creates, you know, like little bubbles of fiction mm-hmm. between, between families. When you... You put you, when you think of it, it's really strange because you 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 put you know a, a paper a paper a piece of paper with a little card and uh, on the, on a table and suddenly all the family becomes some becomes different and all you know the the, the deep truths of people just come to life playing board games. When you play board game, you discover uh, one uh, You discover one is uh, really jealous or the other is really greedy and one just uh, can't stand to lose. And, mm-hmm. and you got, you, around board games, you got a lot of um, fights or, um, or uh, you know, uh, or love. And it's um, like a bubble in which yeah, the families come together and um, kind of fight. They're competitive, yeah. Yes, 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 and that's why, and and that's what I wanted. That's why I found it interesting because um, um, I wanted to put a family in a live board game for them to have their uh, all their emotions multiplied as if they were playing a, a real one. Um, the loves multiply, the hates multiplied, and um, game is a way of when you play with someone, you see the truth of that person. Mm-hmm. You you know a, a person which he, who is uh, deep in his game. You see the true personality of him, and I love that. I love it about it. When it comes to putting together the games in the film, um, and I mean like the actual board games that this empire has created. There's board games everywhere, and and there's posters with board games. Are these based on real games in France, or are these games that you and Elsa made up for the movie? No, I, I made up all the games, and of course, uh, you you can see reference. References in them because um, I wanted you know to make a movie not for not too much for the um, the board game nerds but for the child within everyone. Mm-hmm. So I wanted you know the um, the all the games that uh, are in the film to be uh, reminding some others. So um, I invented them, but with with uh, a lot of um, models of, uh, in mind. So uh, the Electro Brain, you can think of Trivial Pursuit, and um, you know for the Kill the Bride, it's uh, you can think of the Clue uh, because who killed the bride? Mm-hmm. So um, it was really um, really fun to to make. But uh, I 
yes, I invented them with a, a graphic designer, and we we wanted to make you know a game from each decade. So you got the Electro Brain, which comes from the fifties. Uh, you got the the Kill the Bride from the seventies. So it was kind of fun to play with that. What's it like watching this movie with an audience? Because when I was watching it myself, I was really engaged with where the story was going. I didn't see the twists coming. Um, cool. and, and that's that's fantastic because you watch so many movies like I do for my work and it's really good to see something that really takes you by surprise. When you watch it with an audience, what's it like where you kind of see them going on this adventure and then seeing where the film, you know, go not to give away spoilers, but it does go places unexpected uh, yeah. uh, from when watching the movie at the beginning. Yeah, uh, you know, that's, that was a danger because I, I, I really, from the beginning, I wanted to make a movie with a huge twist. But when you're going to see um, a whodunit, we've seen so many whodunits that mm. what we want deep within is to be shocked and surprised and to have a, and to, to, to be, to have a big twist. So when I watched, when I saw people, audiences, um, most of them were laughing, laughing because uh, the, um, after the twist is the most comedic part of the movie. Yes, and um, they were. I don't. I know. I don't know. I remember. I, I I've seen it a couple of times with people, and um, most of the time uh, they were. Yes, they were laughing, laughing about it. Yeah, that's excellent. Well, I, I was laughing as well, and it's it's a it's a fantastic movie to watch because it's a it's a it is a comedy, but there's a real. Um, sense of drama at the center character in the character of um, Jeanne, played by Alex Paul. I think she yeah. really is the heartbeat of the film, um, as well she as the, the, the she has the, she's the depth and the momentum of the film at the same yeah. time, which is rare to find in a character. And for everyone out there listening, July twenty eighth in Australian cinemas, Murder Party. I really recommend everyone check this out. It's a real, real fun adventure who done it. And um, yeah, and Nicola, I thank you so very much for your time today. Congratulations you. with the movie, and thank Thanks you for talking to me.